Ah, thanks for listening to another episode of Chronic Conversations. This is your host, Jerry Leonard, and this is my co-host, the beautiful Jennifer Leonard. Say hello. What's up? And this is my oldest son, Tony Leonard, a.k.a. Tony Anderson. A glover, a magician, a fushigi ball uh, a person, a blogger, a writer, a bud tender. Um, maybe I should just say what you don't do. It might be quicker to get through that list, you reckon? So we'll start with a few of the, the, the uh, hobby jobs you have. Uh, one of the first things I want to talk to you about is being a bud tender, especially since uh, recreational uh, marijuana has been passed here recently right. in Arizona. Um, how do you think that's going to change business? Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, uh, especially working for one of the, uh, the largest companies in the nation right now, Cureleaf. Uh, they've got a lot of money. They're they're pushing the business to be uh, ran really well. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the interesting part is uh, like our vendors right now. Uh, we've got about 120 dispensaries in Arizona. Oh wow! Uh, we've got about seven, se- only seven labs total uh-huh. uh, for all of these vendors to send their products through to be tested. Oh wow! Uh, so a lot of things are bottlenecking right now. Our product inventory is a little shaky at times. Uh-huh. Uh But overall, it's it's really good. I mean, so we're probably going to sell out of pretty much everything for the first couple of weeks. So it's it's going to be going to be a little chaotic, but uh, it's it's good. It's going good. Once you get through it, yeah, it'll probably be really good. I'm sure it's really exciting for everybody. Um, tell everybody who may not know exactly what that is or what you do. Tell them some of the things you do there. Uh, as far as butt tending, we pretty much just provide alternative solutions from your regular over-the-counter pharmaceuticals. Um, I <clears throat> just help different patients uh, with their ailments, whatever they may need. Uh, some people come in, they're looking to help them eat. Uh, some people are looking to help them sleep, just different things like that. Um, and you got them towards so the right strain? What's that? You, you basically got them towards the right strain because there's, there's so right. many out there. Right. Yeah, and there's so many different products. I mean, if you can think of a product, we it's got THC in it at our store. Um, so not everybody wants to smoke. Not everybody can do the edibles. So you may have to find a very specific item or something that, that can help them versus just do you want to feel this way or that way from smoking this type of weed? It's it's really catering to to what they want to feel and how they want to feel. Right, medicinally, uh, it's a very individual experience each time too because you're working one on one with these patients and calling them up to the counter and trying to figure out what they need. What's your uh, What's your favorite part of doing it? My favorite part would probably be hearing the people that come in and tell me the amount of medication they've been able to get off of right. or make activity that they, they couldn't do before and they now can. Uh, when I first started, I had this guy come in, a super active guy. I forget exactly what had happened, but he couldn't be as active as he used to be. And he was telling me I had been able to ski again for the first time in like years because he had finally got his medical card. Wow. Uh, and I just thought that was super cool to hear that he did, like returned up to normal everyday activities that he would do before. Uh, from finding that, that other medication that does help him. For a lot of people, it's the only way they can be um, either physically or mentally functional is with that yeah. medicine, because even though they may be on some other kind of medicine, some pharmaceuticals that can cause, you know, side effects that 
um, aren't necessarily conducive to being functional. Right. And that's another thing too, is with the, the medications, I have so many people tell me they're taking seven, eight different pills a day or have to do all these different things. And then they finally find what they're looking for through the cannabis medication and can kick all of that stuff. And I, it's, it's super cool to hear things like that. So, so I did hear a story. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if I've heard the whole story. Papa Claus, I heard, has recently tried CBD or THC or something. Um, yeah. t- tell me a little bit about that. How'd that happen? I haven't heard a whole lot myself. I think it was uh, Alicia had just told me a little bit about it, that he was starting to take CBD again and feels like he's a brand new person. Uh, and I noticed it too when I was over there because was it? probably the last Christmas or whatever it was a couple holidays ago that I was over there. He just probably sat in his chair for most of the time. Typical self, you know, nothing too yeah. different. I'm always fixing his plate and everything. Uh, then just this last Christmas that I went over there, he was walking around the whole time, a lot more talkative, taking food over to the neighbors. Uh, it was, it was definitely a little bit different behavior for sure. It was cool. Yeah. I, I- yeah, I can tell a difference. I think, you know, Jen is probably starting to, too, is when I have my CBD medicine, what I'm like when I have that and when I don't, it's like a whole different thing because CBD especially helps me with such a wide range of things um, uh, on a not just a mental level, but on a physiological level. I told people this story before. Um, when you gave me those ones to try, I literally saw it on my little oh my fitness God. watch. Yeah, thank God we had those. On my, on my fitness watch, I would see my heart rate go from, you know, 110, 112 beats a minute to, to 70, 75 beats a minute. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so it's just amazing the this aspect it can do, the ADHD. Like it's, I've tried so many different things and been on so many things for ADHD and nothing has helped me like that because I think what was, I don't know if it was, if I really have ADHD or it's just my anxiety uh, uh, impedes my cognitive function. Yeah. Um, you just always kind of that high high level anxiety or stress levels where you're always like looking for kind of the next thing to do even if there's nothing to do. Yeah, CBD definitely help just put you on that that main line of focus and like all right, this is now I can pay attention to what I'm actually trying to do instead of right freaking out about all this stuff that may not even necessarily need to be done or whatever. Yeah, it closes. You, you know, somebody a. Uh, uh, anxiety personality talk about the tabs being open I, i'll tell people it it closes most of the tabs and there, there's not right. a lot i found yeah, that could do that um it, you know cbd comes in about as many forms as, as thc nowadays uh yeah. i've recently tried I, I like cbd how it cuts the effects of caffeine a little bit i've recently tried this i think it was called hemp gorilla or gorilla hemp um energy drink that was pretty tasty um is there any uh, uh, edible or drinking forms of THC or CBD you prefer or any good brands out there? Oh, there's so much different stuff. Um, brand wise, I know Sublime I really like. Uh, I'm really into the concentrates a lot. Uh, so like MPX, Melting Point Extracts, uh, Bone and Organics. Uh, they're doing things really well right now. Uh, as far as products uh, we have some capsules just like the cbd capsules that i gave you but we My have favorite, some THC yes. form as well oh wow um, they're super consistent you always know what you're going to get from it um it's, it's crazy how they can get the the milligrams the way that they can versus like taking a brownie you could eat a piece that's super yeah. concentrated <laughs> in one part or 
you know, it's so the capsules are they're really nice. I, and the CBD, I really enjoyed capsules over everything else, um, for sure. It, it seems to be a, a nice, consistent, uh, uh, steady uh, medication. Yeah, it, I really, really, really like that. Um, so, some of the hobbies you have, you, you go to a lot of uh, raves. Um, you do what's called gloving there. Now, not everybody might know what that is. I tell people a lot. And I have to explain it, but they're always fascinated once they see it. Um, right. uh, being this is an audio show and we can't really show them, it, could you kind of describe it and, and what that is? Yeah, uh, so essentially it's just a uh, form of dance where you use uh, micro lights on the end of your fingers. Uh, and there's just different different variations of how to display that. Um Tutting, finger waves, finger rolls, there's a there's so much different stuff you can do with it. Uh, when I first moved out to Arizona, it was one of my roommates. I uh, was going to these events. Uh, so I was like, sure, I'll come check it out with you. It sounds cool. Music sounds cool. Uh, the first one I went to, it was kind of whatever. It was cold. Um, it was weird. Yeah, different. Uh, I didn't really know how I felt about it, but it was it was different and it was definitely super interesting. And shortly after that, he got into gloving himself. Um, he got into it a little bit more for just kind of the fun of it, just kind of throwing around to friends at house parties and everything. Right. Uh, I picked it up and kind of just started looking on YouTube for different stuff. I found uh, Jay Funk and Fiasco, these brothers who would do tutorials, um, and realized that there was a lot more to it than, than I thought there was at first. Right. Um, that's kind of whenever I found the Phoenix Gloving community out here. Um, they have weekly meetups. So you did have weekly meetups before COVID and everything. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It looks, I mean, it's it's really entertaining. It's, it's, uh, um, Definitely intricate. You can tell. Is it is it normally something that's freestyled, choreographed, both? Uh, a little bit of both. It depends on who you are and what you like. Okay. Uh, for the most part, I would say it's freestyle. Uh -huh. uh, there's definitely a lot of foundational things that you learn, mm -hmm. uh, but then you kind of just build off of it. There, it's it's definitely improv. Uh, doing a lot of stuff on the spot in the moment with whatever music is playing or whatever color set you may have. Um, but then there are legit dancers who get into it uh, and they come from a choreographed <laughs> background where they're used to putting in steps and different things that they'll do. So it's definitely both sides of the coin of choreographed and freestyle. Okay. And, uh, for sure. In, in yours, what do you do mostly? Is yours mostly freestyle as well? Or yeah, do you have a personal it, style? It's, or? it's hard for me to choreograph and stick to it. Um, I, I never really learn that way it's always just been kind of whatever feels good in the moment uh you know that's uh, you know it, it, it that's you know it's like jokes when they come to you i always say you know writing jokes they just come in your head you know i don't really you can't really sit, it's hard for me to sit down and write a poem it just comes in my head and, I, and i'd imagine you'd want to go with the feeling you got caught up in that moment and kind of let the music take you where you feel like you need to go and like you said as long as you had the foundation and 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 know the how to use each move as a word then you can tell a story with it right exactly and there may be like certain things that i like certain sequences or combinations that i have memorized that i can do 
but it's just finding different ways to move my hands in different ways. I don't, I don't know. It's so many different things you can do with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know you're really into that, but but something else you're doing that's a love of mine is is you started writing recently. Um, uh, could you tell people what all you're doing during that avenue or through that avenue, and 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 what kind of projects you're working on? Yeah, so that that one was super random. I don't even really remember how I got in touch with the uh, the guy who runs the site, uh, but I. Around the time that I started going to raves and everything, I started getting into the music a little bit more, figuring out what subgenres were, and it's not just all the mainstream s- stuff that you hear. There's more behind it, obviously. Right. Uh, so I found trap music, which is kind of a derivative of hip hop. Uh, they use a lot of the same sample work and structure, and the 808s and snare rolls and the hi hats are very similar to hip hop. So that's kind of what I got into, being that we grew up listening to a lot of rap and hip hop. Right, right. So I was just posting about it one day, and I found this, uh, going through SoundCloud, I found this page called Fucks With It. Uh-huh. Um, we would post uh, guest mixes uh, every so often, so I'd always just keep a lookout for those. Um, where I was working at at the time, I was opening a lot, and we would have about an hour to two hour opening time before we would start getting customers, so I'd play these mixes, and I always looked forward to them. Uh, and I remember posting about them on social media. Some somehow, I don't really remember how he, he either came up in uh, like my suggested friends or something on Facebook. Uh, but I remember making a post about trap music, and he interacted with it. Um, and I found out that he ran the fucks with it page. So I was like, oh shit! Okay, so I wow. hit him up, and I was like, hey, I really like what you guys are doing. This is something that I'm I'm really into. I like the energy that I get from this. I want to reciprocate that energy, like there's any way that I can help you guys out. I don't really know if, if you guys are doing much right now, but I would love to help mm-hmm. in any way that I can. Right. Uh, whenever he told me about the blog and he was like, we need more writers. If you want to write for us, um, send me some tracks that you would want to cover or be into or just kind of the music that you're listening to right now. So I sent them a good five, 10 tracks of things that I was listening to at the time and he was super into it as well he was like this is right on par with the vision that we're looking for and things that we're into as well so he sends me a song back and he's like if you want to write this one up as kind of like uh like an interview article i guess just Uh to see how i would do and i was like well i've never really wrote like this before like specifically for something i don't exactly know what i'm doing or what to write about like (laughs) I was like, if you're looking for a writer, I'm not exactly a writer, but like, I want to help you guys. And he was like, well, if, if you're willing to put in the time, we, we can help you along the way. Um, so he sent me the track and I looked into the artist, wrote up a little bit about the artist, wrote what the song made me feel, some of the things that were included in the song, how it went. Um, <coughs> I uh, sent it over to him. It was a super short write-up. I remember whenever I first wrote it up, I thought it was like such a long thing. I was like, right. this is going to be such a process every time I have to do this. I don't know if this is something I want oh, to 10 words. Up. That's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. And I remember seeing it get published on the website and it was like so tiny. And I was just like, Oh man, I could have wrote way more. And then, uh, but he liked, they liked it. Uh, they weren't 
necessarily too specific with what they were looking for. They just liked the passion and everything and the, right. that I wanted to help them. So I think they were really willing to consider me. <coughs> uh, they kind of helped me along the way. Oh, we got a surprise guest coming in. Oh. Let me cut you off. Oh. There we go. Just a second. Looks like it should be in any second. Hello there. Hi. You are live on our Anchor Podcast, Chronic Conversations with somebody you probably know. Say hello, Tony. Hi, Tony. He, he is my special guest today. I thought, you know, since this is uh, going to be a nepotism at its finest episode, I might as well have some more family members pop in if, if and when they could. So uh, I'm glad to have you here. We've just been talking about all Tony does, his gloving. Uh, we was just talking about his blog a, a little bit. Um, it, isn't it crazy how he can do so many things and, and be so good at so many things? Does it drive you as crazy yeah. as it does me? It does. Anything he wants to do, he's ends up being good at it <laughs> right right um and you're pretty good at some things too you, you got a, kind of some things in the works um uh uh one of all, all of our favorite things food yes um tell us a little bit first tell us that that name that i really liked we're going to go with that uh, uh the na name of this outfit I, i'm not sure the the family one I can't remember. It was it was in Spain, in Espanol. There was, uh, blank. Me too. Yes, it's blank. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I'll bring it back up <laughs> again if I do it. <laughs> um. Uh, uh. Well, what what kind of stuff is it that you do with that food? Just tell us, just real quick. Um. I just. <laughs> <laughs> when you're laughing at me uh, I just make a lot of different authentic Mexican food from recipes that I've gotten from family members what is your favorite food Tony that, that your sister makes uh, the salsa and the tamales yes yeah. So bomb. Um, the sauce and salad. Yeah, Jen's is the pasta salad. Uh, uh, everything she makes is so good. Um, well, I won't keep you too long. I know you were just on lunch. I just wanted you to be able to call in and say hello and um, be on the show with with, with your bro. So uh, thank we, you. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate having you. You will tell Tony bye. Love you guys. We love you. Bye. Love you. Bye bye. Yeah, she can't. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I, yeah, I wasn't wasn't sure on that yet, but uh, let's just say there could be some exciting news coming up in the future for for our family. So, uh, awesome. And back to the blogging, but I, I was going to tell you, I've been doing, I've actually been doing some ad copy uh, uh, lately for for the podcast. You know, it's. Um, I get bullet points basically, and then I get to be creative with them. So, so I, I get to write in a way that I'm good at. Like I've never, I'm starting to discover I'm pretty good at, at it. That 
and it was something too. I've, I've tried so many forms of writing. I knew, I knew there was some writing in me, but I, I had no idea what it was. And I think I'm finally finding an ad cop and, and I may get into some blogging too. So you may want to be my mentor and, and maybe after the show sometime we can talk about blogging and you can give me some advice and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, for um, sure. I've written probably well over a hundred articles for him now. So oh, wow. Definitely got quite a bit on, on blogging with them. It's, it's been fun working. I think I've been writing for them. I want to say it's gotta be two years. Wow. Close to it. Not a little bit longer. Time flies. Yeah. Man, um, are you doing any other writing? Is there any other writing you're wanting to do? Um, have you thought about branching into that um, business-wise as a way to make money? Or I've kind of thought about it, um, especially with a lot of the other writers that are on my team. A lot of them are getting into uh, A&R and PR, like uh, artists and reputation. So like pretty much finding artists and working with them and what labels would help them and uh, pushing their, their vision, essentially. Um, there's... A bunch of different blogs out there a bunch of different formats so i've kind of thought about it just not too sure that that's something that i would want to pursue put more into um i do really like writing with fucks with it it's something that i want to keep doing um but as far as anything else i don't know i think i, I kind of want to try and put more time into making more music actually okay. making it instead of just listening and reviewing it well tell people about that what kind of music do you make what are you doing what have you been learning what are you working towards um, just working with Ableton, just trying to learn basic drum structures, different patterns, different, you know, the basic things, uh, different scales and keys, uh, things like that. Uh, nothing too crazy. It'd be cool to make some different hip hop beats, mm -hmm. uh, kind of experiment with that and see where that takes me. It's something I've wanted to do for, since I've gotten into the rave scene and the music scene a little bit more is try and replicate that feeling that I got from going to those shows. Right. Um, this has been something that I've been trying to work on a little bit more, um, but it would it would be cool to work with other artists and help them. Um, even with just the writing that I'm doing, it's cool, being cool uh, to communicate with them and, right. and see them get excited from something that I made to help them with with what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, that's kind of what the podcast is like. You know, it gives me an opportunity to. Um let people kind of tell their stories and I, and I love people's stories. I love, I love hearing, um, I, I was saying this on the last podcast, you know, I love to hear their victories. I love to hear their, their heartache. I love to hear, um, how they came back from that heartache and, and just the human story because one, everybody can relate. And, and a lot of times there can be and it, whether it's one of our more serious episodes, one of our funnier episodes, a lot of times somebody can find some healing in that. And yeah, yeah. One of the things There's we both have in common is definitely a lot of that in music too, for sure. And that's that's something that you notice more and more the closer the these communities that I'm in. There's such a niche community, but everyone's right. kind of come from similar background, that same struggle, and they all just kind of want to be the best person that they can be and help everyone around them achieve that same goal. So it's super cool to be a part of. Well, that's the best kind of team to have around you is, is people with goals and, and visions and yeah. people that don't want to, uh, you know, the you, you know what crabs do in a bucket, right? Crabs, do you know what they do when they're in a bucket together and they try to climb out? Another crab will reach up and pull it down and try to climb over it to get out. 
Like if you know, you probably growing up, you've been in some circles like that to where, you, you yeah. know, you, you start to develop or get on a different level. And instead of your friends helping you rise up, they're trying to hold you back. So if you can find yeah. a good group of people like that, like I think that's really half the battle yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really fun to work with them. We all have a very close vision and they're into a lot of the same things. Uh, as small as the community is, it's still really vast. I mean, I've worked with, uh, done interviews with artists in Russia and Australia. And it's oh, like, wow. It's something that connects more than just what we see on our day-to-day basis. We get, I feel like we get so used to seeing the same thing, we can kind yeah. of forget this. these other places exist from time to time. Uh, so talking to them, you kind of get a little bit of that, but you also see the same connection that you have to wanting that be better within yourself and other people Mm -hmm. uh, while being creative doing it, which is the cool part. Right. You get to see how much people are different and the beauty in that as well as how much we all have in common. Right. Right. And that's, that's the thing about music too. And something that's kept me captivated for so long is there's infinite possibilities of what you can make with it out there. And it's, it's, super dope seeing how different everyone can be right but it's still quiet within the same genres of music or whatever part of the same community yeah to be able to be part of the same community it's almost it, it, it's great when you can have different cultures within a culture you know if that makes mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. don't speak the same language but we can understand the same music yeah yeah <laughs> we, we yeah yeah we still can you know it's like they say love music is the same way it's Right, there's there's right. I, I when i grow up I, I was listening to a lot of heavy metal and um you know not all those bands there, there were like really cool german bands and russian bands and norwegian bands and just had a really good sound and even though you didn't exactly. really understand the lyrics you could still understand the vibe of the song or what was trying to come across yeah still get that same connection regardless yeah well, we're coming up on uh, almost on our 30 minutes, so I'm going to take a break where at some point in time, some of that ad copy is going to appear as a commercial on the program, and then we'll get right back to you. Thanks for listening. And we're back to finish this exciting episode. Uh, this is Tony Leonard, my son. We've been talking about um, some of his um, hobby slash jobs from uh, dispensary bud tender to gloving, uh, writing and blogging, um, uh, a bunch of other stuff we've talked about. Um, some of your hobbies as a kid, what was your favorite hobby as a kid to do? Oh man, I was into so many different things. It's right. Right. Um, I feel like different, I have different hobbies associated with like different eras or different parts of memory. Uh, mm-hmm. Skating was always really fun growing up. I remember going to the skate park a lot with DJ. Uh, that was always fun. Um, yeah. Wrestling, of course, has always been has always been up there. <laughs> I think just trying different things out was the fun part for me. All right. The adventure. Was, what's that? The adventure. Yeah, yeah. Just just trying it. Um, uh, wrestling in school too. That was a lot of fun. Uh, basketball. I remember when I first got into that. Um, hanging out with friends too. Uh, that was always always a good time. Yeah, yeah. We need to. Uh, we'll have to get some kind of reunion together or something. 
uh, uh, going. Yeah. So other than the bud tending, what other kind of stuff, like what other kind of duties might you perform in, in a day? Like what's a day in a life of, of working at a dispensary like? Uh, busy. Uh, <laughs> we're definitely one of the, the busiest stores in Arizona. Uh, <laughs> most just, just finding the product for the patients is a, is a lot of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, the state watches us pretty close. The city that mm-hmm. we work in Gilbert is pretty strict on us. Um, so we have to be very diligent with the product handling and things like that. We right. have weekly audits and things like that. Um, Chain of command or things like that. Yeah, which we've been breaking a lot of records in, having perfect audits, perfect store audits, um, which awesome. pretty much means what's coming in is supposed to come in and what's leaving the store is supposed to leave the store. I'm not having any type of mishandling of products. Um, that's that's about it, though. Nothing nothing too crazy. Uh, with Cureleaf, we have like a hub location, so it's like a central location. Right. That's where they do a lot of the packaging and the pre-rolls. Uh, the labeling of things, and uh, they send it out to the stores from that that central spot. Kind of the warehouse type of spot, the logistics spot. I get that. Um, During a a typical day, uh, what do you think is, is there anything you like dread, or do you just love it all? (coughs) Excuse me. No, I, I wouldn't really say any dread. I mean, it's it's work, so obviously it gets tedious, and it's right. it's a little bit of the same routine. You you do get those people who are just in there to be in there that don't necessarily use it as medication or whatever. I mean, I, I'm sure they have their reasons for it, but there's some of the customers can be a handful occasionally. But I feel like that's with any job, so it's it's nothing too crazy or anything that I would say that I dread. Probably nothing crazier than you've seen in our family, anyway. So that yeah, that works. Right. See, see, we it's just life skills. That's that's all that was happening when you were growing yeah. up. Just life skills. I worked in a lot of restaurants before going into the dispensary too. So I feel uh-huh. like the customer base of a restaurant is definitely a lot more aggressive than a dispensary. So. Oh, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope they would be a lot calmer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> 99% of the patients are, are really happy to really be great. there and happy that we're there for them. So it's nice. What if, I know there's a lot of older generations starting, and, and especially with legalization, there'll be a lot of people as, you know, jobs quit firing people for it. There's going to be a lot of new smokers out there. Um, you've talked about there's many ways to consume. So, so if somebody was wanting to go and try, um, what would you suggest they try first? How should they consume? Um, um, what kind of questions should they ask somebody like you to, to find what they want? Um, I mean, if people like to smoke, I would say smoke. That's that's one of the funnest parts to me anyways, finding the flower, the different things that come with flower is always fun for me in that whole process. Um, but dealing with a lot of the older generation that we do get in the store, not everyone wants to smoke, or maybe they were heavy cigarette smokers and they're trying to get away from that, or they don't right. smoke anymore, they don't want to smoke cannabis thinking that it might get them back on cigarettes or whatever um so i mean edibles i would say would probably be the next best thing just because it's gives you pretty pretty close to a similar experience in in a sense um but it's it's really different for everyone everyone is so different in what they need and what they're looking for and what they 
can and can't handle. So it, it really just depends. Um, but I mean, we've got, we've got so many different things and then the obvious indica hybrid sativa, if you want something to help you be uplifted or relaxed, you know, sedated, uh, some people come in, they want something to help them laugh and be hungry. Uh, it, it, it varies all across the board, really. Right. Right. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's good. And it's, it, 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 it I, the the advice I would give too is just start slow. You you know you can always take more medicine. Yeah. You can't take less. Right, right. Yeah, that's a that's definitely probably the biggest advice that I would give out too is start slow for sure. Yeah. If, you're, if you're smoking, you know, one or two hits at a time. Give it a minute. See how you feel. Then continue if it's an edible. Um, speaking of edibles, there's. It, I'm dumb, so so bear with me if this is a dumb question. But are are there like, like in vitamins, are there water soluble and fat soluble edibles that have so like different for, time releases? Or yeah, I, I I don't know if it's a, a newer thing or not. But for in our store, the water soluble edibles are a little bit newer things that a lot of uh, vendors are putting out. Uh, for the most part, before that, a lot of things were <laughs> fat soluble. You know, cookies, brownies. Rice Krispies, your basic baked good treats, um, but there's um, we have uh, these nano gummies from Select. Mm -hmm. Love the gummies, um, and they have a water soluble casing on them, uh, uh -huh. so they go through the uh, what, what's it called fat and the water soluble on them. I forget the word that I'm uh -huh. looking for. Uh, but you get the activation from both. Uh, we've oh, also okay. got some, some stuff called Sprinkle. Uh, it's a powder. Uh, it comes in 10 milligram packets. Um, and you can put it on anything, on whatever food you want. You can oh, put it wow. in drinks. You can supposedly dab it as well or smoke it. I don't, I haven't tried that. Or I don't know if you would want to. But, I mean, you supposedly can. So it's... By, by it, God, this generation is so spoiled. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. You 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 know what Mexican brick is, so uh, you you have a right to be spoiled as we all do. But you know, some of these coming up, they don't know nothing about that. They don't even know what Reggie is. So yeah, forty dollar ounce doesn't yeah. pay for that for sure. What I can get twelve pounds for eight dollars? How good is this yeah. again? Yeah, this look like gra grass clippings, bro. Are you sure? We like branch. <laughs> probably okay taking it from madison probably all kind of pesticides and oh who knows lord only knows thank goodness <laughs> if you've ever smoked reggie you don't have to worry about covid ain't that the truth <laughs> speaking of that has that since the pandemic has that increased business or has it slowed people slowed down um is there any kind of delivery system or do they have to come to the store uh, in, that, in those areas? I would say it's slowed down a little bit, uh, especially whenever it was first going around. It, it, uh, we had to change the way we took patients, obviously, so that slowed the process down a little bit as well. Right. Uh, having a full lobby full of patients and you're just calling out their names based on this queue system. Uh, versus now we can only have about six, five to six patients in the lobby at a time. Um, and then the ones at the register, of course. Um, but we're, we, we stay busy. 
we, we try to clean, we clean like every 30 minutes to every hour. Uh, we have oh. this um, company that comes and cleans like two to three times a week as well. Oh, wow. Um, full cleaning of the store. So we try to stay as sanitized as we can. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely busy and steady for us. Back to normal business now for sure. Have you had anybody come in and, and ask about the product specifically for COVID yet? Or, or has that happened at all? No, no. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't think so. We've had, we've had a lot of people try to come in and, and purchase, but we're not, not quite selling recreationally yet. Um, when, when does that begin? So I, the original date that I heard from my company was April 5th. Okay. Um, We've been hearing a few different things now. Um, it's it's legalized. You can have it on you. Um, right. Just purchasing of it. I think a lot of the dispensaries and companies still have to get certain things in order for state compliance. And, uh, right. Makes sense. Figure out all the different laws we have to follow and what exactly we need to do to transition to be a recreational and, and keep our medical compliance as well. Right. So... Even in the midst of recreational, you're still going. To, I like the fact that you're going to keep the, the the medical as well. So, so in Arizona, do you know? Is there still going to you still going to be able to get a medical card there too as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there's uh, we'll be doing medical and recreational. Uh, we've advised a lot of our patients that have their card now to keep their card. Uh, right. Obviously, obviously up to them. Uh, you will still have to, I'm pretty sure the fee is going to stay the same for it. Okay. Um, but with recreational, there's going to be a 16% tax imposed on top of it. So it's going to be a little bit higher pricing for recreational. So they'd still save um, money if they kept their card. Yeah. And is it every so two years they certify now or don't they split it up or it's different now? Is that correct? Yeah, you have your card for every two years um, that you have to pay for. Um, and then your allotment too, I think, is going to be a little bit higher as a medical patient. Uh, you'll be allowed the two and a half ounces every two weeks versus uh, recreational patients. I believe it's just going to be the ounce every, I forget the time increment on theirs. I think theirs might only be a week maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, I think it works out allotment wise a little bit better for the medical patient. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, it, it, with it, I, I'd ask this it, it, right now, is there, is it legal to have any kind of delivery system for medical places or, or will that avenue be opening up as it becomes there, recreational? Do you know, or um, there's definitely it's, it's uh, with the medical. It's it's very uh, city by city ordinance. Uh, some gotcha. cities do allow delivery, some don't. With it becoming recreational, I'm not exactly sure if that if it'll change much. Uh, but I assume a, a lot more delivery services will be popping up. Um, there are some right now, but I, I think there will be more popping up over time. With with it going wreck, there's going to be more dispensaries, so I don't see why it wouldn't be a thing. Uh, yeah, part of the evolution of it. Um, I imagine at some point in time there's going to be a weed dash. Oh yeah, right. yeah. I, I've, I would assume it's already probably in the works by someone out there who's who's going to make some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would think or hope so. Um, um, speaking of making money, uh, now would probably be a good time to get in on some stocks that are 420 related and i'm not just talking about the medicine or dispensaries themselves but uh uh right now i think uh, not knowing shit about investing but hearing a lot of stuff 
investing in things that support marijuana, like the lots they use to grow and the nutrients and, and, you know, uh, the products that go with that. Have you started investing yet at your age or, or do you think you might, it, would that be something you might do or? I haven't quite yet. Uh, a lot of, a lot of my coworkers do, uh, my store manager and a lot of my, uh, Coworkers are pretty heavily invested into the stock and different things like that. So they've kind of given me an, a heavy interest and it is something that I want to do, especially in, in today's time. But I feel like it's something that should at least be aware of and understand what it is and what it does. Uh, so I haven't quite yet, but it's something that's, that's getting my interest more and more for sure. Yeah, I, sh- I, I had a, I remember in junior high, you know, we had like a civics course and, and within that course we uh, followed stocks and, and learn about the stock market and how it worked and all these things. But it's just been so long. I'm, I'm kind of ashamed. I don't know more about it. I need to learn more about it myself, but that's definitely an avenue that, that I might go in. Um, uh, back to blogging real quick. Have you ever started thinking about maybe starting your own blog where with the same passion you talk about, like the bands, you could talk about other things you're passionate about as well, or possibly even have guest bloggers, or have you thought about doing something like that? Not, not necessarily. Um, I've thought about looking into other blogs to write for occasionally, but um, haven't haven't thought about too much of, of starting my own quite yet. Um, it, it'd probably be something cool to get into, but I haven't really looked too much into that yet per se. When do you find time to relax, and and how do you relax? Like you have so many hobbies and jobs and you've always been like that. I always tell the story about how you pretty much worked full time. You went to high school full time and then, you know, you visit me, you did your teenager stuff and it just seemed like you just, you went a lot, like you're still like that. So when and how do you relax and, and what do you do when you're not doing one of your hobbies? I'm so lazy. Still, <laughs> of all those things. Um, I, yeah, I'm definitely still lazy in including all of that stuff. Uh, and that's, that's, I don't know, that's always been something that I've kind of felt was necessary is just to take, listen to my body heavily and it's know that it's okay to be lazy. And yes, no, not necessarily. It's, it's always been a battle, but yeah, being lazy and included in all of that stuff is definitely a hobby of mine as well. Yeah, well, that's good. It's 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 good that you realize that at that young age, because a lot of times you're my age before you start realizing, oh, I got to take care of me a little bit, too. And, and that's OK. And it's not necessarily um, I get it. You feel lazy because you do so much that you feel like probably when you're not doing anything, all of a sudden you're lazy. Um, Jen's like that. She go, 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 goes. It's hard to get her to take time for herself sometime. But it's very important for mental health and physical health to to take that time to just be, um, whether you're reading a book or taking a shower or a bath or having a cup of coffee, but just to have some sit down time for just you for, for whatever you need to kind of recoup and, and recharge. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, I forgot my train of thought. Um, that happens a lot on this show. The, the, uh, my listeners are probably used to it by now. Right. <laughs> what was I going to say? It just jumps right off the tracks a lot of times with me. I think I think uh, along with being lazy, I, I st- having that feeling of feeling like you could still be productive with your time is an important feeling to have. Absolutely. 
when you lose that feeling and, and you're lazy on top of that is whenever that it gets a little dangerous. Yeah. And I just try to keep in mind, like, all right, well, if I'm going to be lazy now, then I need to use this time like this later. It's almost like having a balanced diet or, or being balanced with food. It's like it's okay to have any food. There are no evil foods. I mean, there's uh, uh, more nutritionist foods and less nutritious foods, but really, you know, uh, calories is calories. So it's, it's, uh, see, I just lost my train of thought. It happens. Like it just got derailed. <laughs> what was I talking about? This is why Jen is my co-host. Really what she's here for is to remind me of when I forget what the hell I'm talking about mid sentence. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the help. Anyway, <laughs> No, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I know you're busy, so you're taking some of that lazy time and sharing it with me. And to me, there is nothing more special that people can give you than their time. So I really appreciate that, son. Um, know that yeah. I want to tell everybody on here, I'm so proud of you. Uh, I love you and um, much success. Thank you. I love you. Love you. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for listening to episode number 10. Don't forget coming up. Later this week, we have comedian Bridget Martin. Yes. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Peace. Peace.